Welcome to the Christology Podcast, Jesus at the Center. Jesus is truly at the center. My name is Minister Ty Phillips with Scion Ministries and Open House Ministries. I'm so happy to be here. My co-host Dave is actually um, taking a little time off because of a family tragedy, uh, so we just keep him in our prayers. However, it's so awesome to be here before you here. We did an interview in which, Dave, we did an interview early um, last week with Sophia Nielsen. So Dave is on the interview, but I'm just going to do a quick intro. I'm going to bring up two scriptures that I think that kind of, uh, you know, this interview with Sophia uh, Nielsen is just, first of all, it's Dave's niece. So such an awesome story of this young lady, this young woman of God who's done, um, who was an athlete and who's faced injury and sports injury and some tragedy. But at the end of the day, she kept her faith going, she kept her faith active, and she kept moving forward, and she has such a bright future ahead of herself. I just want everybody to kind of hear that. Why are, why are we doing this interview? Why are we interviewing people who you may not know nothing about this young lady, but we want you to learn so you can kind of apply your very life to uh, what you're going through. Basically, everybody goes through something, but... I'm going to bring up, I, and I bring up the verse in the interview. I'm going to bring it up before we get started. Two verses. They're both in Romans. The first verse is in Romans 1.17. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. This is the life that we live for God. It's from faith to faith. If you have the unction to believe God for something, I will want to encourage you to go for it. Go for it. Go for what God has for you. And the closer, the closer you get to God, the closer you get to serving God, the closer you get from act, activating your faith, the closer you get to receiving what God has for you. And once you put your trust in God, God's going to reveal himself to you in a mighty way. And you're going to get that thing that you're, you're having faith for. And then God's going to challenge you again. The righteousness of God is being revealed from faith to faith to faith to faith. As it is written, the just or those who call themselves Christ shall live by faith. And the second scripture that goes along with it is in Romans 10 verse 11. Scripture saith, Whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. That's such a powerful scripture. A lot of people put their trust in God until it starts to look a little grim, you know, starts to look a little, uh, man, maybe this isn't going to go through. Maybe I'm, I'm looking bad. Maybe I'm embarrassing myself by believing in God. When you're going, when you're hoping against all odds. But God says, look, if you will trust me, if you will do my will, if you will serve me, if you will move forward by faith, God says, I promise you, I'm not going to put I'm not going to put you to shame. So I want to encourage those before we start this interview. This is a young lady again, Sophia Nielsen, who's doing her thing, who loves God, who trusts God. And she's she's reaping the benefits because against all odds, she kept on moving forward. And we titled this message, When Giving Up Isn't an Option. So we're going to go and get into it. Let's go. So we have Sophia Nielsen here, who is a, a special uh, person. And we're going to kind of go over her, some of her story just so we can get an idea. And you can see how God has moved in her life. And so you yourself can take, a, you know, take the reins of living by the Spirit and see that, look, if you start to trust in God, let's go and bring up the scripture. But if you start to trust in God, 
that God will surely, he will show up. He will show up on your behalf. You got to believe it. All right. So the scripture is in Romans 1, 17, and it says, for therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. So my first question to you, Sophia, is like kind of where did you start in your, um, you've, you went through a tragedy with sports injuries that you want to start there? Okay, so um, I guess it's interesting because I feel like I've kind of been injured the entire time that I've been in college, which <laughs> has been, <laughs> you know, it's been a challenge because you want to do something so bad and the one thing you want to do is like just out of reach. And so my freshman year of college, I was running the heptathlon. I was training for the heptathlon and um, <clears throat> I was doing events that I wasn't fully used to yet. And so I was in and out of like small injuries. Um, I had like whiplash for a couple months. Wow. Real fast, and, real fast, Sophia. Uh, let our viewers know what exactly what a heptathlon is so they can see how serious this event is. Yeah, I'm your uncle. Yeah, I don't know what so, that is. so the heptathlon is the 800, the 200, the 100 hurdles, long jump, oh my high jump, shot foot javelin. So it's seven events. So and it's like basically they, putting yourself to death and then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's, man, oh man, my practices were five hours a day. I, I'd, I was so tired. I'd get back to my dorm room and I would pass out on the floor just because I couldn't even make it to my bed. Wow. And so, yeah, I was dealing with the challenges of you know trying all these new events and like mm -hmm. struggling with I'm the type of person who I like to hone in on like the things I'm good at and make myself really good at them or as good as I can mm -hmm. and so the first challenge that I was presented with was here's a bunch of new events for you to add to your list of things that you're already doing and you're never going to be the best at any of them but you need to be okay with being mediocre at them mm -hmm. or above and average. Yeah. that was mm -hmm. Yeah, and that was a challenge in its own just because that's not normally how I like to mm -hmm. operate. But, yeah, um, freshman year, I was dealing with a kidney infection that I couldn't fully get to go away, and it just was nonstop almost the entire year. This was Azusa, And right? at the – yeah, this was at a specific university. And then, you know, I make it through the season, and – um, it's the day before outdoor conference. So like the, you know, you've been working to this the entire year and I broke the arch of my foot oh. and, um, yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so that's it. Yeah. That was, yeah, that was, you know, one of the first big injuries that I had, I was in a boot for a couple, I want to say like eight weeks, 12 weeks, not really too sure. I can't really remember, but dealt with that, decided to quit track. Cause I was like, this is not for me. Mm -hmm. You know, the year was overwhelming. I wasn't pleased with how I was performing and I was injured and I kind of just needed a mental break. Gotcha. And so I, I decided to quit and, um, I, my sophomore year, then I got into a car accident and mm -hmm. I shattered a windshield with my head. And so what? then I was severely, yeah, severely concussed for like two months. I, you know, couldn't really talk too good. And I forgot like all the lyrics to every single song I've ever learned. And I was just not doing the best. Mm. And then I realized that I needed to be around family. So I was either going to transfer back up to Washington or I was going to come out to Kentucky where I have family out here. 
Gotcha. And I was like, you know, I've never lived in Kentucky. I'm going to go somewhere new and experience it. And, you know, I prayed to God and I was like asking him for some guidance. And I really just sat in prayer for, I want to say like two, three weeks about the decision and like waited for some kind of feeling or an answer to be revealed. And it was like, you need to go to Kentucky. And I was like, all right, gotcha. <laughs> I'm going to Kentucky. Gotcha. Um, yeah. Now during uh, this, so, let's talk about during this. And man, God bless you. Good Lord. I didn't know all this, David. I didn't <laughs> but let's, uh, <laughs> let's, um, and this is good. This is good. This is good for the viewers. This is good for the listeners just to see that people go through a lot. Like, where were you at spiritually? I'm not talking about like, where you like, you know, a lot of people when they hear spiritual, they think, you know, the spooky stuff with spiritual, like, ooh, Jesus. I'm saying, where were you in your Christian <laughs> walk? Like, would you, were you a Christian? Did you consider God? Were you attending Bible studies, mm -hmm. prayer? Where were you at there? What, were your, what was your yeah. belief status your freshman year? Um, I think that was when I was really able to solidify my faith and, like, my spirituality and start to really grow into it on my own. Mm. Um, I went to a Christian university, so I had a lot of the built-in uh, classes that helped me understand the Bible a lot more, which was very helpful and we had chapel three times a week mm -hmm. and um i had bible studies that i was in i was in mm -hmm. different groups mm -hmm. that we were i was in the fellowship of christian athletes there yeah and I so fca yeah yeah so a lot of good stuff and i remember even when i got into that car accident and at one point i actually called my uncle and i was like i'm really struggling this and that and he's like read the book of job and yeah. i was like shoot okay yeah. i read that whole book front to back as soon as i could and i reread it and i reread it and i reread it and i was mm. like man oh man you know and i feel like that's been over the course of my college career and as i've dealt with all of these injuries and there's been a lot since even just the ones i've discussed so far I come back to the book of Job and I read something and there's something else I figure out Praise that I didn't God. know before. And it's, awesome. you know, it's, you know, I don't know. I just, I love that book. Now, when you say and uncle, so when you say uncle, you mean uncle Davey, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uncle right. Davey. I just want to get that on air. All right. So look, I want every, all the uh, listeners and viewers to kind of, kind of, I know if you, if you've been listening to this from the beginning, you're hearing the narrative, you're hearing the story that through tragedy, Oh my God, through tragedy, suffering. she had, through suffering, through suffering, she had a dependency on the Lord and she anchored herself. She counted, you know, the Bible says that, uh, that through counselors, you find safety. It says that in Proverbs. If you have counselors, yeah. you find safety. And she, you know, I depend on Dave, Uncle Davey, to, uh, <laughs> all right, I'm done. I, it's all right, it's all right. It's cool. I depend on Davey to for advice for myself, you know, and I talk to him just because he's really good at processing and giving you really the truth and giving it to you raw. You know, I may have been offended mm -hmm. by read Job. I was like, you know, forget you, man. I'm not going to what Job's going through. I don't want to get, I don't want, no, no, I will not read Job. Give me something good to read. Like, but he said, no, he felt in the spirit, you should read Job. And the story gets better and better. Like we said, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. Dave, share what you just shared to us about how the word faith to faith is used in, in, in two different contexts. Even though it's the same word, it's yeah. used in two different... Um, yes, yeah, two different um, uh, cases. Uh, the whole New Testament is written in Greek. Paul wrote Romans. And there's so faith to faith, he used two different forms of pistis. Pistis is the nominative, that means... 
you know, the noun for faith. And then he uses, I believe it's the genitive, which, which it means of faith of like, so it's a, it's a, a graduation from, mm-hmm. oh, that there's faith. I see what it is. And then you step into it and now it's of you. Nice. Nice. So let's mm-hmm. move on. Uh, let's move on to, uh, you have finished, you, you got your under undergraduate degree, correct? Just yeah, just what, yesterday. Recent? Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so kind of, kind of give us an idea of kind of how your dependency on God has, how you're starting to see the benefits of just uh, receiving what, just being strong in faith. Yeah. Um, do you want me to kind of touch on, I guess, after like I moved out here and like how my faith has grown since then, and yes. like, is that? Okay. Yeah, let's so, go there. Unless you want, is there anything else you want to go back to talk about? Is this, this is your, okay, gotcha. All right, cool. Yeah. All right, no, yeah. Um, yeah, so then once I moved out here, and this is something interesting that I've learned through injury, which actually I'm going to loop back to in a second because mm-hmm. I got to explain this first. Les, please let so, us know. Look, this is very essential <laughs> that you get it, you get this all out because I didn't even think, like, I said, okay, cool. The Lord was like, as soon as Dave said something about, uh, you know, talking to you, the Lord was like, yeah, yeah, this is a good one because my name is being magnified. But now that I've, I've been talking to you for what five minutes, I'm like, yeah, this is good. So we need to hear all of this. So please, okay. please continue. <laughs> yeah. So um, I moved out here and um, to Kentucky, and I didn't even know what college I was going to because I I was so out of it just with you know my brain being like shaken up the way it was. I called my cousin and I was like, hey, I'm gonna move out to Kentucky can you apply for me to go to college wherever you're going to college at? Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, I got you. So I didn't even know where I was going to college before I moved out here. And I get here, I end up going to school. I'm just going to school at this point. I'm not running track. And then I get to a point where I'm like, you know, I start missing the team aspect of things. And I feel like I sold mm-hmm. myself short and I had a lot more to give and I needed to give myself one more shot. So I joined the track team here at Northern Kentucky university and, you know, kind of the same thing happened. I was, I was doing the events I wanted to do, but within, you know, a couple months of practice, I ended up getting a grade three ankle sprain. Oh. I was back in a boot. And then once I healed from that, I tore one of my hamstring tendons mm-hmm. off my ischial tuberosity, which mm-hmm. is like your sit bone. Thank you. And <laughs> yeah. And, you know, that was a pretty serious injury to recover from and it's not something that they typically operate on so I was getting experimental PRP injections and hoping for the best and that took me about a year to come back from and I started practicing again and that so that brings me to this year I started practicing again I was working super hard I was you know spent the entire summer in the gym I was doing two three workouts a day I was running I was was lifting I was doing you know, event specific work. So what did you I was squat? The strongest it, sorry to interrupt. What did you squat? No, you're good. I I want like three I had three seventy five or something. Two I think it was two seventy five. I was mm-hmm. squatting two seventy five. You know, I I was re- I was the strongest I've ever been in my life. Mm. And I felt myself being the fastest I'd ever been. And within just a couple weeks of feeling how good I felt. I tore my other hamstring tendon. Mm, 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 mm. And 
went to the doctor and I was like, listen, this is my last year. I came back because I wanted to have my fifth year and be able to run track. And like, this means a lot to me. Is there any way that I'm going to be able to get back out there and compete? And he's like, we are going to make it happen. Mm. And so I went through the whole process again. They put me on like an expedited path and I recovered from that. And it was on my dad's birthday when my, I got cleared by my doctors and everybody, my coaches to return to practice. Yeah. Return to practice, return to competition. And then it was about four days later that I dislocated my knee, my kneecap, tore my MPFL ligament off my femur. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I was done. Mm -hmm. So throughout all of my injury journey, I, I feel like when I'm injured, and this is a realization I've come to with this injury because this has been the most serious one. When I'm injured, I get angry. I get upset. I'm asking God why this is happening to me. You know, like I know how good it feels to be healthy, but only for like a couple days, a couple weeks. And I, I want that so bad. I know that if I'm healthy, I could be out there competing and I know I would do really well. Mm-hmm. And so I, I start questioning God and it's, this loop that happens where mm. I start to come to the realization that, you know, I'm learning a lesson. God's got my back and, you know, something bigger happens every time. Mm-hmm. Something bigger. God mm-hmm. does something bigger for me every time. I want you to and talk so, about, if you don't mind, I want you to talk a little more about um, being angry at mm. God. I mean, that's a, uh, I think, or upset at God. I couldn't say, I don't, I don't get yeah. mad at God, but I get, I get, feel like, sometimes I feel like God let me down. Mm. And sometimes I feel like, not that God's not real, but God somehow is letting me slip through the cracks of the blessing. Sometimes I get there like, Lord, how, <laughs> I mean, you didn't see, you see, you see me trying. You see, I went through this injury and that injury. This is Sophie. I went through this injury. Man, I can even speak for myself, man. I've been through so mm-hmm. many, but my injuries weren't physical. They were just mental when I'm just getting breaking mm-hmm. down by my past and stuff happening. You know, me fighting for my kids when they were young. I knew you couldn't relate to that day. Yeah. Just the fight of just totally getting like, God, where are you? God, I believe you, but where are you? Yeah. Kind of mm-hmm. hit, where does, you know, where does that fit in in your life? When did when when you got mad, angry, or upset at God, like you said? How what does that entail for you? How do, how do, how does that make you feel? And do you pray more, um, or do you do you shy back, or how does that go? You know, I think it I think it all just stems from a place of feeling sorry for myself, which I hate feeling sorry for myself. But I, you know, I, I feel like I gotta let myself be sorry for myself and. In that moment, like the selfishness that I feel, I'm like, why, like, why, why me, God? Like, you see how hard I'm working. You know that, like, I'm putting in the time that people aren't putting in. I'm putting in the extra work people aren't putting in. I'm making sure I'm recovering. I'm eating properly. I'm sleeping properly. I'm on a good schedule. I'm mm-hmm. not drinking. I'm doing the right things. I'm, you know, hanging out with the right people. And, you know, I feel like I just can't catch a break. And, it's more of just like the whole thing where it's like, you know, you're not supposed to understand. And mm-hmm. I want to know so bad. I want to know the reasons I'm trying to understand, but you're not supposed to understand nope. at least at first. I mean, things will be revealed to you and you'll understand mm-hmm. eventually, but it's just the, the unknown that 
makes me frustrated sometimes <laughs> because I'm like, sure. God, like, I believe you. I know that you're doing something, but like, could we have maybe done this in a better way? Yeah. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? And- yeah. Like, like Jeremiah 29 said, we just read that today. Like the Lord was saying like, look, I know the plans I have for you says God. And that's something that I, I consider with your life. Like you're, I have not seen nor ear has heard what God has planned for you, Sophia. Like people who go through that much. My sister went through years. She was a college athlete. All of a sudden she gets lupus and all of a sudden she gets kidney failure. And now she got a new kidney just recently. It's just like God is truly wow. revealing. Like God's like, I was sitting there with her in the hospital and I said, Wow, God was with us the whole time when you're going through that, and God is with you too. We prayed and prayed, and mm-hmm. right after during our first podcast, the text started coming through that she had a kidney. Yeah, she's. I, I, wow. So my text, my phone is blowing up. So I'm talking. I'm actually. You can actually hear me during the messages. Pause. Like, what? Who's texting me? And I'm sitting there, and I read the text afterwards. It's just my sister saying, "I just got the call for a kidney," and of course, I go outside and I scream. I I'm just, I'm in just yeah. absolute awe. But this is for you. I want you to consider this, um, Sophia. Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. So it's like what's, what's obvious mm-hmm. is like the plan that God has for you is bigger even than you. It's bigger than us. Mm-hmm. It's bigger than like, wow, why would God, you know, someone who's actually a, uh, you know, let's, let's consider Moses. <laughs> Moses, when they put Moses out there, Moses said, you know, I'm going to go out. Moses realized, Moses says, you know, I'm, I am an Israelite. I'm a Hebrew, but I'm living in the palace of Pharaoh. So he goes outside and to, to, the, to watch the slavery stuff go on. And all of a sudden, he ends up hurting, you know, killing an Egyptian because in his mind, he's trying to help. Yeah. help. He's trying to help. But Egyptian. God says, no, 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 no. I have another plan for you. So he sends him on the backside of the wilderness with the, with the priest of Median, and he marries um, his daughter. And now God calls him and said, this is the mission I have for you. Like, you don't know what God has for you yet, Sophia. We don't know. But all we mm-hmm. do know right now is like, you're a living example of the goodness of God. There's a thread of obedience and faith and obedience. There's obedience is in there, and that's what, what you've doing. So it's like we talked a month ago, and you mentioned that your, your phone reminded you of something five years ago, I think it was. Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah. This I got this, this memory popped up on my phone, and like, Five or six years ago, maybe seven, I was in my bed. I was in high school. I was in my bed. I was watching these YouTube videos. I was going down a rabbit hole. And I was watching all these videos of people who couldn't walk or who were, you know, amputees. And I, like, had sent this picture to somebody and there was text on it. And I was like, I feel so bad for these people who can't walk. I wish I could understand how they're feeling and what they're going through. Or I wish I could give my legs to them so that they could you know Mm -hmm. see the other side of things as well Mm -hmm. like i i would i would do that like i i just empathizing with these people i really didn't know and it popped up like right after this thing happened with my leg where now i can't walk i'm in a brace my leg is you know i'm still in the brace it's been over two months and 
I've kind of it's it's weird because I'm like like I didn't remember it until this happened I've never seen this memory until this happened but I, I remember everything now and I'm like that's heavy. you know yeah it's that's heavy yeah let me tell you why it's heavy it's because us as ministers of God we are grace carriers we're grace carriers and it's essential that we identify with people who are struggling we I do as as ministers of God's word and that's just that doesn't mean because I minister on Sunday we're all ministers every day we walk outside the house we have to identify with this next generation we have to identify with suffering we have to identify with suffering we can't just look at a woman and say oh man you're promiscuous you're a whore you know we can't say that we have to identify Mm -hmm. from where she is and know that no matter where you're at God has we all started somewhere. We all started somewhere. We can't look at the drug addict and say, oh, man, you're a thief. You know, we have to look for where they started and we have to identify. And it's so amazing that you've seen that, Sophia. That's, that's amazing. That's amazing. I yeah. think that's so amazing. That's testimony. Yeah. That's how we overcome yeah. by our testimony about Jesus. Like, you know, you didn't, um, you didn't just do that. I mean, you were prompted to do that by the Spirit and then you forgot about it and Soaps, I mean, I just see like angels rejoicing the fact that you were obedient in that. That's the deep, deep Mm. obedience is like being willing to empathize with the broken and the hurting. And I don't know, you know, who, how that all worked out spiritually, you know, so much going on in there, but. And obedience, uh, obedience and faith go hand in hand. And matter of fact, they're they required. It's required. A lot of people, to, oh, I have faith. I've, I believe Jesus can do this. I believe this. I believe that. But what does your action say? What does your action say? Mm-hmm. And like I said, I have not seen or ear has heard what God has for you, Sophia. I'm so excited to talk to you. And so, so it's not about morality. No, no. Like we don't, we're not obedient because, you know, so, somebody decided, you know, this council decided that um, since we're, we're going to be obedient, we're going to be you know, this is how we're going to act. No, it comes from our faith. But Soaps, mm-hmm. when I was talking to you yesterday, yeah. what really caught me, all right, you, you have suffered, you have shared your suffering with friends and with me and Laura and Cam. And then yesterday, you, you went through a whole, you were engaged to be married and went through a devastating breakup through all this, during all this. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, yeah. in their right mind. Yeah. Yeah. Right? And then, but yesterday, what caught, what you really got me is you said you were excited, right? Just like, I mean, I got pictures of you two years old and like, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's so beautiful. But you said, <laughs> I know the world isn't supposed to work like this, but so can you, what happened yesterday with that, with the job? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, God brings people into your life sometimes and you don't really know why at first or like how or I guess I got to start at the beginning of this a little bit. I started this club at my college. Take your time. And um, <laughs> it ended up getting sh- it ended up getting shut down because um, we were going to be, I guess, taking away from the college's gym or whatever because we had so many people that were invested in this club that they were going to be in this club rather than working out at the gym. Is what is what I got from it. So they didn't let us open this club. Um, even though the whole goal of it was to like empower women and like get them active and help them find like a avenue of fitness that they could take take with them the rest of their lives and like you know help them find something they're passionate about. Mm. Anywho, so through that, we were gonna also incorporate this like 
wellness side of things, nutritional side. So many followers so fast just because um, my friend and I who started it, we were super passionate about it and we were doing it for the right reasons. And I think the girls at our college could kind of sense that. And we gained like 300 followers in a week. And we, yeah, and we, oh yeah, that's yeah. bigger than big, man. Please, we're still yeah, and working 300. <laughs> <laughs> we got 365. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Thanks to Sophia. <laughs> <laughs> and we sent out this like application form for people just to like gauge, like gauge how many people would show up to the things, and we we gained like a lot of interest super fast, and it was going to be bigger than any fraternity or sorority on campus, mm-hmm. and um, so because of that. The we they, the people who were in charge of like the gym at the college called a meeting with this girl and I. Oh. They basically were like, "We are not going to allow you to use our facilities for your club meetings because it's going to take away from the people using our gym equipment." Even though we would have been in a our own little studio, not interfering with anybody else. Isn't that so um, sad? Mm. Yeah, and so that was really tough because then it's like we were supposed to be figuring out how to. F- you know, with the liabilities of it all, we would have had to like, I don't, there was some aspect of it that wouldn't have worked unless we were using our facilities. Cause we would have had to go to each individual facility for every single person that we were kind of working with. And we had talked to a bunch of people at that point point. they were all willing to do it cause they believed in us as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just, we didn't know how to deal with the liability aspect of it all. And they kind of, you know, did that on purpose because yes. we're two college girls and we, it's not like we have like a business yes. and we have all the paperwork and everything. There's something about, um, yeah, there's something about passion, man. Passion mm-hmm. is so powerful because passion draws people in, you know, that's what happened in the life of Jesus. They saw, he didn't just care. Jesus said, your righteousness must exceed the scribes and the Pharisees, which means you got to go deeper in my love to understand mm-hmm. who I am. Yep. I started a, um, I started a community center. And all of a sudden, we had this event, bro. We had this event where we attracted so many people to the event. It was like a, a day of worship. Mm. You know, people came to the right. talent yeah. show, and everybody's doing the thing. <laughs> and it was in the newspaper, and it just grew oh, that's right, so yeah. fast. And they had me doing quotes there and everything. Like, I was like, <laughs> I don't know. But I, was, I was passionate about it. The next mm-hmm. day, the city fire marshal came and said, hey, and if, when I see him, when I seen him, I was like, oh, okay, he's from the city. So I'm witnessing to him about Jesus. <laughs> um, and he just has this look on his face like, wow, this guy's a really good guy. He's seen my passion. He says, look, unless you guys got the money, you guys are breaking every code. Every code. Mm-hmm. And what you're going to have to do is shut it down. You're going to have to shut it down. You can't have no more events or we're going to have to arrest you. He didn't say arrest you. But I was just like, wow, we're trying to do something to, for the community. And you're talking about a fire code, which by law mm-hmm. is correct. But man, it was just, I thought it was just, I by was law. young then at the time. Where have we seen that before? By law, you know, like yeah. everything Jesus is doing, the, the yeah. Pharisees and yeah. all that. Uh, passion is linked to the word suffering. Like it is, it, mm-hmm. it, it, it shows itself in suffering, the, the willingness to suffer. Mm-hmm. That's what you both are talking about. Nice. So, so if you talk about that loop, is this different than the yeah, loop? So- the loop, like my realization loop that I kind of yeah. came to. Um, you, you drew it out too. 
Yeah. Yeah. I needed to kind of physically see it because I was like trying to process it and it made sense in my head, but I needed to see it on paper to make sure it like checked out with what I was thinking. But no, this is, this is kind of that more so had to do with um, the injury process of it all and my spirituality, because as I have gone through like all these injuries, I've had this with the whole questioning God thing that I've, you know, I do every single time. And I'm like, God, why am I, you know, I keep getting injured and I'm trying to find, find out why. And I know that these cool things keep happening, but like, what's the deeper meaning of it all type of thing. And I think that the realization I came to is like, I get injured. I question God. I'm frustrated. I'm trying to find the meaning in it all. I end up accepting it. And I have hope for, you know, God's purpose in it all. And then I start getting super deep in my spirituality, like Mm -hmm. in a place where I'm thriving, I'm reading my Bible, I'm praying, I'm Mm -hmm. talking to people um, and the community just of like people in my life who are other Christians and, you know, really Mm -hmm. like doing my Bible studies and like feeling super good about things and like, you know, in a super good place. And then as I get healthy, Mm -hmm. I... I'm so excited that I'm getting healthy that I take advantage of how good I'm feeling. Yeah. And I spend so much time being physically active that I'm losing my spirituality as I'm getting healthy. Mm. And it's because I'm so excited that I'm healthy that I want to try to live it up as much as I can because I'm scared it's going to go away. And so I get further and further away from God as mm. I get healthier and healthier. Wow. And then I get injured again and I'm back in this loop. And I've <laughs> realized that, I mean, just the realization alone is enough to tell me like, all right, listen, this one, this injury is a little bit different. Mm-hmm. As you get healthier, you need to still continue to prioritize God and stop idolizing mm-hmm. your physicality yes. and, you know, whatever extracurriculars you're doing, because that's not God. That's, you know, a blessing that God is giving you and allowing you to go through this world and allow yourself to serve him through your actions. But if you lose that aspect, when you get healthy, then, you've lost your purpose in it all. Yeah. That was my loop that I figured out. <laughs> nice. Nice. It's I, awesome. I think that is very <laughs> awesome. Uh, first of all, you know, uh, your, uh, man, your wise beyond your yeah. age, man. And that's, uh, that's something that we have to realize as we get closer to God, that you realize mm-hmm. God's purpose in your life. You know, I, you know, I can only speak for myself, you know, my purpose when I was, in, I was a college athlete, my purpose was not, I dare not say what my, what I felt my purpose was on air. However, it wasn't to get closer to God, even though I was starting to do things, even in college, I didn't know, well, I can say it in college. I did not understand that I was already an alcoholic. I didn't, I didn't, I just partied all the time and it was every day. And I got to the point where. I um I started trying to fast during the day because out really inside I was I didn't know that I was that my whole identity was being stripped from my excessive uh drinking but I was starting to see that I really needed God before I even knew I needed God but you are coming to the realization even you know a lot of people they want to when they see God not doing what they would like for God to see from what they would like to be seen done, what they like to do is get down on themselves. But mm-hmm. you said that you have uh, you have hope for purpose, and even mm-hmm. as you get injured, you hope you're hoping. You're not just hoping means you know like little kids. I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope we eat pizza for dinner. That's you know 
That's something that yeah. they still can't control. But hope is moving forward in God, mm-hmm. knowing that what that everything you're going to does represent a purpose. And I like you how you said, and I hope everybody hears the balance. There's a balancing yeah. act, but that balancing act is a process. You got to be able to balance the difference between your spirituality and your physicality. That has to be balanced. You have to get to the point where, you know, even the other way, some people, they want to stay in church all day and they want to, you know, my God, I'm talking to myself now. Uh, and then they want to eat whatever they want, you know, and not work out like they should, you know, and God's saying, no, I need you. I need you to have that balance. But also if you're on the other side, when you're self-indulging, whether it's in uh, working out, whether it's in video games, whether it's in eating, whether it's in whatever, it's important that we put God first. So I really appreciate mm-hmm. you sharing that. And look, this is a uh, man. This is uh, this. This is what it's all about. It's all about being effective. It's all about being effective in our words and being effective in our story. So where where are we at next, Dave? Your testimony. So if I just yesterday. So if when you when we were talking. You said, I mean, I just keep going back to it. I know the world's not supposed to work like this, but I got this perfect job, the perfect hours yeah. for me to be able to continue. And what's next? Yeah. On your, what's next on your plate? Yeah. So I'll go into that just a little bit because I didn't loop back enough on that one. But so I, through the club, I met that guy. And over the past like year and a half, um, he so he's a business owner. He owns um, this business. That's a local business here. Okay. And it has to do with like meal prep and like clean eats and you know nutrition and like fueling your body the right way and so um he was a super big believer in the club and he's like listen if your school is not going to let you have meetings i say you go rogue you can have every single meeting here we'll you know give free food to the girls and this and that like we want you guys to succeed and you know the club didn't end up working out but we always stayed in touch Mm. and i always go in there to eat and so then throughout getting some of the injuries I got, he would show up and he'd give me all these prepped meals and he'd bring me protein powder and just like, you know, make me feel seen a little bit because mm. he's dealt with injury as well. And he sure. always said to me, he's like, listen, I see something special in you. I know you're going to go out and do special things in the world. And I want you to know that there's someone who believes in you. And wow. so that has just always stuck with me. And so I came to this point now where I'm looking for a summer job and I was thinking about doing a couple different things. I was thinking about maybe doing like physical therapy technician or something that might relate to the school I'm about to go start. And then I was like, you know what? There's a business that I like wholeheartedly believe in that's right here in the area that I would love to work for. So I reached out to him and I was like, hey, do you by chance have any job openings? Mm -hmm. And he goes, absolutely. We would love if you worked here. And I was like, cool. (laughs) And so, you know, it was very unconventional. I mean, I reached out and the next thing you know, I've got a job and I know that's not the way the world is supposed to work. I know there's the application, the interview, all the like the resume, the yeah. hard skill type things or mm-hmm. whatever. But, you know, I showed up and started working and, he, he, you know, I got the job. You said, and, he said, when can you start, right? Yeah. He said, when can you start? And I said, I can start <laughs> as soon as possible. He goes, how about tomorrow? And I was like, awesome. And, you know, I, they asked me, they're like, what hours work for you, what days, I can very much cater to like everything that is going on in my life. So I'm working hours that work for my injuries so that I can still be successful with that. And, um, you know, I'm going to be helping out with events this summer as well and prepping, you know, meal preps and learning how to cook a little bit. I don't know how to cook. So this is perfect for me before I go to college and live on my own. Nice. So 
I'm learning those skills. I'm learning how to meal prep. And um, another thing that they said to me when I was, you know, just talking to them is they're like, if you have any ideas or recommendations of ways Ooh. we can make our business better, let wow. us know. That's a big and I was like, see, and that's just crazy to me because I've had this set in my mind where I'm like business owners and mm-hmm. adults, yeah. you know, <laughs> in, in a position of power, they will oftentimes take advantage of the fact that you're ignorant or you might not know everything about you know, the working world and they'll either give you hours that are really hard or days that you don't want to work or, you know, not really consider you as a whole or what you might be able to bring to a business. And the fact that this guy asked a 23 year old with who hasn't worked a job in the past four years for advice on a way to make his business, his already successful business better is just like a testament to like their business and who's who's running it type of thing absolutely. you know what i mean absolutely it is to them and you and that's yeah. the way it should be and that wouldn't have happened without the joe blake conditions you endured for, yeah for two or three exactly years. well I, yeah. I i want to bring up um a scripture it's in, a, a lot of people know the scripture it's in proverbs 3 verses 5 and 6 and it reads, <laughs> trust in the lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding in all thy ways, acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. You know, as you're talking, Sophia, I'm getting happy, like preacher happy, mm. because I want everybody to understand. Like, look, when you start to when you start to use kingdom principles, yeah. when you start to operate in your faith, when you start to operate in just your trust and your hope in God. It's not like the world. Like you said, this is not what the, the world usually does. Usually as an application, you sit in the first interview, then someone else comes in an interview, then they ask you three qualities about yourself that makes you special. You know, like, um, I, one day I said, I'm an innovator. I you know what that means. I'm, like, yeah, I'm innovative. You know, I'm every, you know, I could, three words, I mean, come on, I'm just me. However, however, God has a way of working it out to your favor. Basically, this job is going to do more for you and more for this guy. And this is the same guy who opened himself up to be a grace carrier to you. Now he's he's rightfully so. That's a smart man. Says so because I, I always will ask I always want to ask younger people like, how does this sound? You know, <laughs> I'm 43 mm-hmm. now. Like, what am I missing? You know? But at the end of the yeah. day, I want everybody to know how good God is and how just like Sophia, who who experienced a lot of personal tragedy was able to stay stay in the lane, stay using kingdom principles. Yeah. That, don't, I mean, don't when you say kingdom principles, you don't have to think, oh my God, what do you mean? You're talking about spiritual stuff? I'm just talking about regular stuff. Endurance. Like endurance. Yeah. Perseverance. Yep. Love. Loving your neighbor. Yeah. I'm talking about the simplest kingdom principles like trusting in God, faith in God, faith that leads to action, right. moving your faith. And I just... I just thank God for you being on on this uh, on doing do, being our first interviewer because it's I, this is exactly what we want to convey. You're conveying our message that we want to get to the people. Like, look, there's a new way coming. Matter of fact, it's here. Hmm. What's here is mm-hmm. like trusting God, really trusting God. It's now you know back in the 1920s they could during the Great Depression they can say, hey, here's some Bibles, trusting God. They'd be like, yeah, give me the Bible because we have nothing else. But we have so much now. We have so much mm-hmm. to do. We have these 5K video games that will just put you in a world of whatever you want to be. We have 
content on YouTube. We have we can create anything in this in the in the happiness of our home. So people forget about God, but hearing story, but people need God. They don't even know they need God. But hearing yeah. stories like that, I think, is so awesome. Yeah. Amen. Man, I appreciate it. No yeah. problem. So if are you familiar with uh, <laughs> Philippians chapter 4? I'm sure you've heard it, but um, Paul says, I've learned the secret to happiness, basically, to being content in all situations, good or bad. You know, that's just what comes to my mind mm -hmm. with you, like enduring mm -hmm. through it, knowing. I mean, 23 years old. Doing it. We're, we're, we're like tw twice your age, and you're just so impressed. Refreshing. Like, man, yeah, it is. <laughs> so what do you see yourself? I mean, the next five years. What's your five-year plan? Five-year plan. That's a good question. I mean, what's next on top for me in the next three years? I'm going to graduate from the University of Kentucky with my doctorate in physical therapy. Mm, and... And I think, you know, that's ironic as well, because you think about all these injuries I've endured yeah. and the sympathy and empathy I've gained for people in the situation. And now I'm going to be, that's going to be my future. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, and you're going to be so, able to relate to them. That's awesome. Yeah. A healer. Yeah. So it's, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, so that's, that's the big next step for me. And then just kind of see, I don't, I don't like to make plans too much aside from that. And sure. that could even change. I kind of just, I'm letting God take me with, wherever the wind takes me, you know, like if I end up graduating and move into a different country, I mean, I don't know. It's exactly. <laughs> all cards are on the table and yeah. letting God just move for me the way he wants to move. So if you've been through suffering, you've been through, you've had blessing, you've had heartache mm -hmm. and you've endured and you got that smile on your face. I love it. I love that <laughs> smile on your face. I love you. You know, we got to make disciples, not converts. Mm, Jesus, like you know, we don't just, Get people, hey, do you accept Jesus? Okay, off you go. No, that's cruelty, man. Yeah. We got to make disciples, and that takes time. That's relationships. It takes time yeah. because they, they're they looking at us, man. They're watching us. People are watching us to see what decisions yep. we're going to make. Yeah. They're watching you us get, to see what gotta, decisions. Mm -hmm. You got to show people the way that Jesus moves through the way that you move. Yeah. That's right. You got to show them at what level you're at. You know, we can't expect. We listen to Kanye West talk to... Uh, What's that church? Joel Osteen. Yeah, Lakewood Church. Oh gosh. And the way he's amazing. Speaking, it's like it's good stuff, but you can you can tell that he's uh new to Christianity. But however, that's his that's his definition of who Jesus is. And you gotta respect that, man. I, I loved it. Nice. You have any last remarks, uh Sophia? Any encouragement you want to give anybody who may be struggling with anything? Encouragement I have is you will make it through. You know, it seems tough now, but when you come to the fruition of your injury and you look back, or even just something you're struggling with, you look back, you know, it's it'll go by much faster than you think. Like, I've been in this leg brace for two months now. It feels like I've been in it for a day. Mm -hmm. It's It's all about outlook. And I think that's where one of the biggest adjustments I had mm. um, was realizing yeah, you know, you can feel sorry for yourself. You can focus on the negative things because that's easy to do. But if you focus on what you can do, even if it's something small, find something small that you can focus on that you can do, that you can accomplish, that you can make positive, even if it's calling somebody and making someone else happy, making somebody else smile, that will bring you happiness. I think what you put out into the world is what you get back. And 
if you can find something positive to focus on and really really hone in on those like little wins Mm -hmm. focus on what you can do don't focus on what you can't do that's awesome that's that's the biggest game changer i think and you know god does god does it all very very good very good so why is it that's what your name means that's what sophia means in greek is it all right so uh <laughs> let's close by praying i want to pray for you i want to pray for all, all right. of us um dear heavenly father we come to you in the name of jesus we thank you for just being our god we thank you lord that mm-hmm. we can proclaim your name to the to the heavens lord we can proclaim jesus. your your majesty your power and the, your dominion god so we thank you that you're Lord over all the earth. Now we lift, we lift up Sophia before you, Lord. Your, your soldier, your um, man, one who you've called to do your will, God. Mm. We thank you, Lord, for the life that she lived, that the life that she lived is going to bring about your yeah. glory. Even in the negative things that she's experienced, Lord, mm. your glory is going to come out of it, Lord. And not only that, Lord, we know that you work a greater purpose, Lord. We know that when she endures when Dr. Sophia talks to a so, to a physical therapy patients, when they're going through all the pains they're going through, she's going to be able to say, I've been through that. Let me show you how to get there. And she's going to develop that trust. Lord, bless her wherever she is. You know, we, we impart grace and peace unto her through God our Father and through our Lord Jesus Christ. And we thank you for this vessel. Thank you for her to just have the confidence to come on air. And we thank you, Lord, for all that you're doing. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you. All right. Thank you so much. No, no, thank you. It's, uh, man, you said some good stuff. I'm not, I'm not going I hope that you're able to get something out of this uh, interview with Sophia Nielsen. Um, man, what an awesome story. I actually received a lot for myself. Just like, man, even though life may seem like it's just, you know, why lord why lord why lord why lord god is saying you know what keep going keep believing and you're going to see an end god says in jeremiah 29 11 that i have an expected end for you so what i need you to do is keep on thriving so let's pray dear heavenly father we come to you in the name of jesus lord we just thank you for uh, this young lady, Sophia, Lord, we thank you for Dave and to touch his family, Lord. Everything he's going through, him and Laura, Lord, just give them peace. I know they lost their dog, Doug, but Lord, we thank you, Lord, that the life that he lived was such a blessing to those around him. So, Lord, just be with us, Lord. Keep us safe and sound as we move forward throughout this week. Bless, um, just bless everybody in the name of Jesus. Amen.